What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast here, uh, Staying on Point. We're going to be doing something special. We have classes here uh, with people that are live, with also people that we're interested in learning a little bit more about these uh, next couple of topics. So we're going to go in. And so we have uh, a young lady here who is participating tonight in this class. So we're not going to say no names. We're just going to basic, basically keep it real. Uh, no swearing, but it's going to be pretty neat. So we're going to be going in. All right. So I just want everybody to know today and next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the title Emotionally Close But Spiritually Far. So we're talking about emotionally close and spiritually far. And we're talking about that, how the emotions actually get to the point where, you know, they're the only reasons why we get spiritually far from God. Or better yet, for some of us, actually, the reasons why we don't get close to God at all. Some of the people that are atheists uh, actually have um, their reasons of why they don't believe in God. And some of those atheists and all stuff, they have good justification, good reasons. But that's because they took out their time to be angry at something or, you know, just out of the blue, they, they get mad at God. And, and I don't I'm not a big fan of that. I'm really not a big fan, not because they're atheists, but I'm not a big fan that all of a sudden, one day out of the blue, you just you just don't believe in God. There's got to be a reason. You know what I'm saying? So when you're when you're emotionally going through situations, there's a reasons why you're going through those emotions. The problem with it is that those emotions, if you're not careful, they're going to lead you back into a cave. And so that's what we're talking about. Realizing that the emotions could be the only reasons why you're spiritually far from God. So we're going to get into it pretty good right now. Um, just because of the simple fact that is is real important, real important for us to understand um, that it, it, there's one thing that's that's got to take take. So uh, the first thing that we're gonna understand is well, the first thing that we gotta understand is making the first step. So I have you know one of the things that I wanted to share with y'all tonight is in your journey there there, there may not be a tougher step to make than the first one. So. Look, at the end of the day, everybody, everybody has a situation. Everybody, everybody has a situation. Like I said, we were talking about atheists. Doesn't even have to be atheists. It could be Christians. It could be, you know, people who don't go to church, whatever, male, female, doesn't really matter. And so I I truly believe that the biggest, the biggest um, step that anybody can take is the first one. What do you think? Is knowing your problem. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the first step because you, you really you really can't go from one place to the next without understanding where you're gonna go in the first place. So it's like this. It's like a lot of people get to the point where they want to go somewhere, but they don't have a plan to get there. So if they don't have a plan to get there, then how are you gonna get there? What you're gonna do is you're gonna find places similar to where you want to go, but it's not gonna be where you want to go. It's gonna have some. It's gonna have some things there that that you want to have, but it's not gonna have everything that you want to have. So, it's it's the toughest one. So it's not it's not to be said that you know not gonna be any more steps that will be tough. But the first step is hard because no one else can make that step other than you. And I think that's the reason why the first step is the hardest because nobody can make it for you. You know what I mean? And so when we're talking about being in a in a situation, a spiritual cave and a mental cave where you know it's 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 safer in there and you know nobody can hurt us in there you're right nobody else can hurt you but you can hurt yourself and and i think that i think that's where we that's where we that's where we go wrong sometimes because we think to ourselves oh 
we, we, we built a wall so that way we don't get hurt again. But at the end of the day, you're hurting yourself anyways. It's, it's just nobody's doing it to you. You're doing it to yourself now. So you're basically going to, you basically end up doing what they've done to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you end up, you end up getting through, through that situation and for you to get out of it, nobody can, everybody can call you, uh, from outside of the cave to come out, but nobody's going to be able to really get you out unless you want to. So, and that's why it's, it's the biggest step. So usually one has a desire and plan and vision of where they want to go. How, how would you do it? Like, how, how do you figure yourself like, all right, look, I got to make this first step. How do you think you would be able to make that first step? You know, of basically saying, all right, look, this is where I'm at now. And this is where I want to be. How, how, how would you, how would you do it? If, if you, if you have a desire, usually you have a desire. So it doesn't really matter what, how old you are or where you're from. It's just, you know, how do you know for well that if you have a desire and you have a plan and you have an idea of where you want to go, how, how would you do it to get there, in your opinion? Um, I would make that like a, a top I mean, I, it's hard for me because I'm the type of person, like, I want something. Uh-huh. And for me to, like, move, like, I have to be, like, pushed. Like, all right, me going back to school, it's, like, I, it's something I want. But mm-hmm. it's, like, I need that, like, push. Like, Mila, come on. Like, get it together. Like, come on. Oh, okay. So, it's really hard for me sometimes. But that, that is that, do you feel like, do you feel like that, you feel like that's way because that's just the way you've been or does it just make it easier for you to to depend on somebody else i feel like that's how that i've been okay so okay so if you take if you take that consider you know into consideration then there's a reason why you feel like that now it could have happened when you were six it could have happened when you were five it could have happened when you were 12 either way you look at it it's easier for somebody else to uplift you because you don't want to do it yourself and that's there's going to be a problem. You're not the only one. You're not the only one that's going through that. There's there's a lot of listeners that are that are going through the same thing. They want what's best. They just feel like you know it's easier. Okay, okay. Look, it's like this. Um, if you want to lose weight, if not you, but if anybody wants to lose weight, uh, the majority of people that I talk to, they'll start something. But if they don't have a partner, they stop going. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that there's not a lot of people who go by themselves and who haven't been going by themselves for years. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is for many people, it's so much easier, so much nicer to be able to depend to bet de- depend on someone else's presence there with you for you to go. It's easier to depend on somebody else's phone call. Hey, you ready? Are you gonna go? Hey, do you want me to pick you up? Hey, are you gonna pick me up? It's so much easier for us to be in that situation rather than saying, Well, I don't really have to call anybody to go work out. I gotta go do it myself. And it's the same thing. And you know what I mean? It's the same thing with life. You know, one one move could be to accept what you're doing and feeling. So you really can't go from point A to point B if you don't accept and and like what you're feeling and what you're doing. Not only now, but what you've been doing for the past couple of years. What I've been doing for the past couple of years. You know, you, you can't really overcome something that you deny. So if you if you feel like, no, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, then no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what we do today in this broadcast, you know, it, a podcast, whatever the case may be, it, it's not going to mean anything to you because you really can't overcome something that you deny. So if you deny something, then you, you're basically saying you're never going to overcome it because 
Denying it means that it was never there. You, you, you're saying that it's not there. So when you're, when you're talking about your relationship with Christ, you got to admit, look, if you're ticked off at him specifically, then you got to admit it to yourself. I, I wouldn't recommend, you know, talking to everybody like that because not everybody's going to understand you in that situation, but you got to be at least honest with yourself. But you got to overcome it. So if you're, if you feel like, you know what I mean? Like your problem is, I suppose, uh, uh, self-image, just an example. You don't like the way you look, just an example. Then, then, then there's a reason why you feel that way. You weren't born to, to feel that way. And I'm saying it, like I said, I'm not saying that you were raised that way or, or but I'm not, I'm, I'm also saying that, that, that no one can be raised that way. There's a lot of people who are raised. No, you you look like a bum, or you look like this, you look like that, and that messes with somebody's mind. So, you know, if they don't look the part, then they don't feel the part, and that's a problem because when you take too much time on your self-image, you're always going to try to outdo yourself. And if you don't do what you feel like you want to do to make yourself look good, when the days that you don't, then you feel like, oh, you know what, I'm ugly. That's that's not that's not a good self-image to have. So that's what I'm saying. You can't really overcome something that you that you deny. If you have the spirit of God, if you have the spirit of God in you, he will notify you what it is. And that's the key element, you know, because like we're doing these classes here and we're doing and I'm doing these podcasts for people who who really want to talk about real life topics. You know, there's a lot of people who 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 smoke weed and go to church and they feel like, you know, they justify and say there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um People who actually say God made marijuana, you know what I mean? And he made it to smoke. And that's their doctrine. Oh. So, like I said, you know, when when you, you have the spirit of God in you, he'll notify you what it is. The the issue, the million dollar issue is if you don't have the spirit of God in you, you know, who's going to notify you what the problem is? Because somebody can tell you what, what they see the problem is or they know what the problem is. But if you don't accept it and if you don't admit to it, then you stay with the problem. The problem stays with you and you, and you end up staying in the, in the, in the cave, quote unquote, you know, and, and that's why it's real important. Look, I'm not really saying that people don't have good hearts. I'm not saying that people can't use their wisdom to understand right from wrong. What I'm saying is when you have the spirit of God in you, he'll pinpoint exactly what your issue is. And like I said, it goes right back to what we were talking about. You really can't overcome something that you deny. So if the spirit is in you and he notifies you what the problem is, if you deny it, then you're only denying your progress. You're only denying your growth. Nobody else is doing it for you. It's not the devil. It's not your enemies. It's not the church that you used to go to or that you go to or that you don't want to go to. Whatever the case may be, because it's not just you in this situation. There's a lot of other people situation so if if you don't if you don't see yourself growing or if you don't see yourself you know getting out of that 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 funk that you're in and when I mean you I'm talking about a person in general then then all they're really gonna do is 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 they're gonna get a floor mat for their cave uh, they'll give some candles you know they'll start cooking inside of the cave they'll make themselves at home in that cave and they'll never want to get out and when you get in that cave and you don't get out you, you'll be you won't be able to see all the beauty that's waiting for you on the outside all because of what your emotions have done to you and keeping you there so let's look at galatians 5 19 to 21 okay at your bible there so um galatians 5 
And like I said, we're going to go to uh, Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Okay. I'm going to give you some time to read it. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Galatians is in the back, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. I knew it. Um, I believe it's like five, five or six, well, maybe six or seven books after the New Testament books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. First and second Corinthians. I believe it's uh, uh, Ephesians and then Galatians, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to go Galatians 5. And what version do you have? You know? Um, like, is it is it like the New English version? It says... NIV? Oh, what? Is it an NIV? Uh, it, should, it, should be, it should be right on the border of the Bible. Yeah, I see it. What does it say? What letters does it say? Ivy. And Ivy. Okay. All right. So go to Galatians chapter five, verse 19 and 21. And so I'll read it. Okay. So the acts of the flesh are obvious. So when, when you look at the word obvious, um, it's, it's right there in front of you. It, it, there is no corners. And what are the, what are the acts of the obvious sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, uh, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So everyone has one or more of these emotions working inside of them, it, or they're committing one of these situations. So you got to, before you move on, before you can experience freedom, you got to know your chains. You got to know your, your, your reasons of being held back. And now they can be fits of rage. They could be hatred, but they, they coincide with one another. They, they go like this. Okay. Let me give you a perfect example. If you look at, um, I believe it's verse, I got it right here. If you look at verse, uh, nine, uh, 20, uh, where it says fits of rage, um, you know, fits of rage can come out of hatred. You know what I'm saying? So if you hate if you hate something or if you hate someone that much, then you're gonna have fits of rage when you see them or when you're going through the situation. But jealousy can actually help with the fits of rage, or jealousy can help you hate somebody. So they all coincide with one another somehow, some way. Those are the acts of the flesh, and that's what I'm saying. So the first step that you gotta do is you gotta figure out what the heck your problem is. And that was one of our first assignments. I don't know if you remember that. What your, what is your, what's your problem? Um, because at the end of the day, you're really not going to be able to get sick. Look, it's like going to the doctor. If you, if you have, if you have the flu, okay. Um, you know, you're going to go to the hospital and you're going to tell them your symptoms. They're going to tell you, Hey, look, it looks like the symptoms of the flu. They're not going to give you chicken noodle soup at the hospital. They're going to give you the medicine that you need based upon the sickness that you have or the symptoms that you have. Why? Because they know for well that if you take the, the, the vaccine of the symptoms that you do have, then they know for well that you have a better chance of getting better. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing with your spiritual life. It doesn't really matter where you're at in your life. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. All I'm saying is that the first step is, is saying, hey, listen, not just admitting it, but just realizing 
So you can't you can't just you can't just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I admit that I messed up. Yeah, okay, fine. But what I'm saying is, you know, you need to realize what your chains are. So so realizing what you've done doesn't mean that it's all going to be over. You got to know your chains because for you to experience freedom, you you got to know the chains. It's like this: if you're if you're chained up with your emotions, and the the key that you have. Um, it's, it's available for you, boom, and you try to put it in the key, and your chains are, let's suppose, fits of rage. Well, the key is not going to fit in there if that key is specifically for hatred, or if it's for discord, or if it's for witchcraft, or if it's for idolatry. That key, that specific key is not going to help you be free from those chains because that key is not meant for that specific chain. Does that make sense? So you re- you really cannot a person can re- never really get any better or experience freedom until they realize what's holding them down in the first place. So so you you need to you need to really admit and say hey, this is the emotions that I'm having and this is what I've been doing. Now we can point the finger. Tell me if it's not true. It, it, we can we can always point the finger at somebody else. We can always point the finger at, at somebody else being at, at fault. For, for our emotional instability. But when we look deep, deep, deep inside of us and we realize one of the, the toughest pills to swallow is that really it's up to us. That if we hold on to it, that if it still affects us for 20 years, it's nobody else's fault but ours. We can, just, we can justify that, no, no, it was them that hurt us. Yes, it was, but that was 20 years ago. What are you doing still holding on to it? And so that's where that's where all that stuff comes into play. And it's really important for us to understand that that's one of the first steps. Because uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know statistics. Um, but the in my experience and in my lifetime, a lot of the people that have held on to, to the pain and the agony of the people that hurt them, um, those people that hurt them moved on. You know what I mean? They, they moved on. Um, a few actually repented and, and gave their lives to God and, and they moved on. Um, do I believe that they should they should ask for forgiveness? Yes. Do I believe that they're going to, you know, ask for forgiveness for the victim? I don't know. But a lot of the times, man, a lot of the victims, they can't move on because of what's been done to them, not realizing that the person who did that to them probably moved on you know what I mean they're not dwelling on that stuff they just unfortunately did what they did and then moved on so then all the emotion comes out well if God really loves me why did he allow that to happen um uh if he really looked out for me why would he allow that to happen um how could a God of love a God of power and that sees all things see all these things that are happening to me and not do anything about it and the the even though those are great, those are great uh, justifications. At the end of the day, it's what you allow him to do. You know what I mean? You got to allow him to do it. And I think that at the end of the day, that's part of the first step. What do you think? I think, like, your like, example is, like, perfect. Because, like, so, like, an hour ago, me and my boyfriend were fighting. Mm-hmm. So... He left. We left uh, like a like, like a bad note. But yesterday, I 
I wrote him, I'm like, yo, like, I'm over this, like, it's crazy how it's always, like, excuses to come see me, or you have to do this, you have to do that, like, I understand, like, his mom is sick, I understand that, but it's always, like, oh, I have to have a mom, I have to do this, I have to do that, but it's, like, where's, where's her husband at, like, why can't her husband help her, but I don't ever, like, no, tell your dad to go help her. Because, like, that's, like, a root of my part. So, like, I just, like, I just, like, let, just let it slide, let it slide, let it slide. But I act like I'm okay with it that you took a whole month to come back to me to see me. Yeah, we talk every day, but it's not the same. And, like, I was explaining to him, and yesterday, like, I said something, like, to end it, but it ain't go as it is, but I, I well, expected it. Yeah, and so it's... So he came over today, and, like, we were talking about it, and he doesn't see I look. But when I saw him, I'm like, that's my problem. I see, I, I actually have to deal with it, but deep down inside of me, I'm getting hurt each and every time. Like, right when he left, I just felt like, that's why I looked at that, because I was crying. Because it's like, I'm oh. really not okay with it. Yeah. Well, that, so and that's... Like, that's... So yeah, and that's that's the big issue, and so it, it, you you can say, all right, well, it's because of this, but in reality, it, it's been built up because of something because of something else. You know what I mean? And and that's where and it's not even because I, I, of your boyfriend. I believe that it's been like that before your boyfriend. I think that you you know a person who who gets mad like that. Because they let it slide, they let it slide. It took time. It took time to be in that situation. It took time to be like that. You don't just you don't just get like that right out of the blue. So what I'm saying is, the, let me put it this way: the justification in the sense of the reasoning behind your frustration is because of him or because of his decisions. But the reason why you're really blowing up and the reason why you you know crying and 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 you know just letting loose about the situation is because, you know, you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to feel like, damn, like him too. You know, it's bad enough that I felt like this once, twice, three or four or five times throughout my lifetime. Now I got to feel like this with him too. Like, is this ever going to end? And I think that that's what it builds up on. Um, and that's what I'm saying. The only, the only person who can really heal that is God. But at the same time, the only, the only person who can, allow God to do it is, is you. Nobody else can do it. I can, I can talk to you all night tonight, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything if, if, if you don't allow it to happen. So that's why right now you already knew what happened. You don't like it. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, I could tell you and, and advise you, Hey, look, you know, I know you may not like it, but think about it in a, in a good way. I, I don't know, him, but you know, coming from my experience and my age, to be like, wow, you know, he, he cares for his mom a lot. You know what I mean? That that he wants to be with her. That's somebody that, you know what I mean, is, is rare to see. But then at the same time, you can actually get to the point where they might take out too much time for everybody else and other, other people that are in his life. So you got to kind of delegate with that stuff. And, and you got to realize, too, uh, as the other person in the relationship, you got to really understand, like, look, not everybody's going to have all the answers. Not everybody's going to have it all together including you. So, you know, if you're not going to have it all together, I'm not going to have it all together. He's not going to have it all together. Then you almost have to really know on what to get upset about. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and those are the biggest steps that you can ever take. Why? Because if you don't take it, you'll never be able to overcome it because it's something that you're not denying. Number one. Number two, if you're not connected to the spirit, you're never going to notify you exactly what it is. And if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to, 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 to be in your life and to be in you, then you're always going to let these emotions get the best of you and you're always going to be chained up. You always want you'll you'll always want freedom, but you'll never get it because you're too chained up. So that's 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 the biggest key, you know, and that's why it's real important for you to understand the certain styles of emotions that 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 are from the flesh. Because if you've ever had one of those um, like you were talking about here, uh, let's see, uh, fits of rage, hatred, um, Let's just take those two. If you're filled with those, then you can't be filled with love at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you if you're filled with hatred, you can't be filled with love at the same time. And if you're filled with fits of rage, you can't be filled with patience. See what I'm saying? So to be filled with something is to be overflowed, like nothing else can fit in there. So if if you and I are saying, okay, well. Um, I'm not filled with with fits of rage. That may be true, but at the same time, you're not filled with patience. Because if you and I were filled with patience, we wouldn't have the fits of rage the way that we do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you know, it it's it, it, it stinks, sucks, but at the end of the day, you know, it's something that you you really gotta figure out. Because at the end of the day, you know, nobody else can make this up other than you. And it's tough. It's tough because we want all the answers. We don't want everything to work out. We want everything to 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 be so smooth. We want it to be um, what's the word I'm looking for? We want it to to turn out the way that we planned. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case. And that's the, that's going to piss you off even more because that's not going to be the only thing that's not going to work out in your favor. You know what I mean? In your life. You, you could plan on moving away and, and it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I, w- I was around I was around the area, you know what I mean? I, I think either before you guys were born or before you guys even got there. So when I was there, I, I, I liked it because I had my business. I had my barbershop. I had my church there. I had my family there. I had my, my children there. I had my wife there. Everything was cool. But throughout the, throughout the, the years and all stuff, you're going to want to see, you're always going to want to be like, man, I wonder what it would be like somewhere else. You're never going to really look. It's like this. Let me put it this way. You can always be a person can always want to, to change. And they feel that the best thing to do is to move away. If they're having that many hellish situations where they're at, they figure to themselves, it's easier for us to move away and start fresh. The issue is this, the issue is this, is that if you don't fix yourself and you don't fix the problem that you had in one place, all you're really going to do is take it somewhere else. So you're going to have the same problem in this new place. So, so you can't really get anywhere. You can't really go anywhere. Your journey doesn't even start before you, you make the first step and you really don't make the first step until you move one of your body parts. So everything comes down to you. Everything comes down to me. Questions and comments?
Okay. So uh, before we finish, I'm just gonna run run through this real quick. We're not gonna be able to get to this tonight. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about reasons and justifications to your emotion. Remember the emotions um, that that blurred out that are in the flesh are the ones that we just talked about. Now remember, they're not all emotions. Uh, let me let me be more clear. The sexual immorality is not an emotion, but the emotions will be sex will make you sexually immature. Immature. Come on, not that sexually immoral okay um impurity is the result of something that you did that you weren't supposed to do and that was nasty and just nasty just trifling and disgustingly nasty just nasty okay um you know uh a debauchery idolatry uh witchcraft those are all actions those are not emotions but the emotions will make you do things such as those. And so what we're going to be talking about next week is the reasons or justifications is to those emotions, to those results, to those actions. One of them is uh, anxiety. And then the other one is the past. So when you and I and anybody else who's listening on the podcast, anybody who's going to be here next week, we have to really understand that at the end of the day, there's always going to be emotions that become our reasons or justifications for our actions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. Those emotions that we feel will be reasons or justifications, or in some cases too, excuses of why we do what we do. And so one of those, well, two of those things that I want to share with you next week is that anxiety is one. And the past is the other. Anxiety is used as an excuse, as justification, or as a reason because to do what you do because you don't want to feel that. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to feel anxious. You don't want. So you're just like, look, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta got do, I gotta do. So all of a sudden, that emotion becomes your reason to do what you do. So if you're you're in a situation where you feel like you don't want no one's loved you, well then guess what? You're gonna have sex with whoever you come into contact with just to feel and to fill in that void that you felt for so many years. So when anxiety hits, you know, you either going to push people away or you're going to, uh, or you're going to allow people that shouldn't be in your life, be in there because you don't want to feel anxiety and the past is the same thing. So this week I'll be, I'll be putting on some, some assignments and all that stuff. Look out for it. Take out some time to, to do that. Um, but you know, it's, it's baby steps, baby steps, kind of what you said tonight, you know, look, this is what ended up happening. This is the reason why. And, you know, I'm ticked off. Um, I'm really pissed off still. And, you know, I don't understand it. I I know what he's talking about and I get it, but, but I don't like it. And and that's something that you got to come to conclusion about. You may, you may understand it, but it doesn't mean that you like it. And so the more that you hold on into it, the more that you're not going to want to do things for yourself. Um, and, and we got to be real careful that we don't become dependent on just anybody or matter of fact, anyone to get us to where we need to get to, because nobody can get us there other than God and Jesus name through the Holy Spirit and ourselves, because that's where we want to go. So if you want to, if you want to know how to overcome and get out of that cave, the first thing that you got to do is realize why you're in the cave in the first place. So, you know, and, and we haven't even talked about 
understanding and accepting how long you've been there. So we're going to talk about it in the next couple of weeks and all stuff, and we'll, we'll be taking our time. So make sure you bring your pad and your pencil and, you know, notebook, whatever else that you have in your, in your Bible. So that way you can highlight everything. And for those of you who are on the podcast, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you uh, for the young lady for being here tonight. I pray that you may have a wonderful night and that um, you may be here next week as well as we dive a little bit deeper into these situations. So um, we're just going to continue to keep learning and, and, you know, understanding that there's biblical resources and biblical verses to help us stay on point. So until then, you know, may God continue to bless you, knowing full well that God is the only reason why we breathe. It may be difficult or it may, you may not even want to uh, uh, accept it, but at the end of the day, God will always be God and no thought, no opinion, no, <laughs> no justification can ever change that truth. So I look forward to talking to y'all next week. Until then, stay blessed and do your best to stay on point.